The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Transmitting from WebmasterRadio.fm, World Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. Welcome, everyone, to the SEO rock stars. My name is Chris Box. I'm president of SEMPO, the Search Marketing Professionals Organization, and also director of Search and Media Thought Leadership with Rosetta. Uh, which is an agency underneath Publicis. So Darren Babin, uh, the co-host of SEO Rockstars, will not be joining us today. Today is June 29th, 2011. We are pre-recording the show, so do not worry. We did not just accidentally go back in time. Um, it's actually June 29th when we we're pre-recording. And we're very fortunate to have uh, one of the real, real rock stars, like I'm talking, you know, Pure uh, and any Beatle or any Pink Floyd or a- any of those guys, the, Barry Schwartz is definitely at that level of SEO rock star. So really happy to have him today. And Barry, uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> nice introduction. I, I appreciate the. Uh, I have no musical talents, but I appreciate that anyway. <laughs> You're an SEO rock star, though. Uh, <laughs> some of you may remember uh, we used to do a show. Um, it was Barry's show called The Search Pulse on uh, Webmaster Radio. With Search Pulse, uh, we had Barry, uh, whose show it was, and then I and Ben Pfeiffer joined you for a while. It's been a while, uh, Barry. I'd love to maybe uh, have you on every once in a while with the rock stars, and, and maybe we can pull Ben in here one day and do kind of a, uh, bringing the band back together. What do you think about that? No, that would be uh, that would be nice. Um, yeah, you know, I've been doing these uh, weekly videos just because it's easier for me to schedule them. I can do them on my own time and post them, um, and it works out Fair timing enough. better for myself. So, yeah, maybe we'll get like a, a reunion on the uh, Webmaster Radio, or maybe do some videos, interact, you know, interactive videos one day. That'd be fun. Cool, let's do it, and I'm sure that our listeners will uh, be looking forward to it. So let's get into some uh, chat about SEO. Uh, this is the SEO Rockstars, and uh, uh, you know it's like we said, it's June 29, 2011, and probably the biggest topic still on the minds of most SEOs today um, is Panda. Um, uh, Panda is the update that was um, that's been rolling out over the last few months from Google. Uh, it's named after an engineer at Google, not after the cute little uh, black and white furry things, uh, but um, Barry, you know, I think one of the, and, and I'll say that uh, as a disclaimer, I am, I am an associate editor and part-time contributor to the roundtable, uh, but I got to tell you that the roundtable, I've really enjoyed your deep coverage of this topic. Uh, it seems like whenever someone's talking about ta- uh, Panda and it's worthwhile and relevant, uh, it's being covered at the roundtable. So as always, great work. Thank you. Um, Thank you. 
What do you think, Barry, about, uh, I mean, from if someone asks you in an elevator and, and you don't, and you resist the urge to kick them in the shin because you don't want to think about work because you're in an elevator leaving work, but what they think, uh, what do you think about Panda? And it's going to be a long elevator ride, <laughs> let's say a few minutes. Uh, what do you think? What's, what's your, what comes off the top of your mind when, uh, when someone mentions Google Panda to you? Um, what do I think? Um, Besides the, the furry thing that you're talking about, uh, Panda is really um, mostly about that quality thing that Google's driving for. If you take a look at their updates since pretty much 2003, um, it's all aiming at driving better quality search results in the index, reducing you know duplicate content, reducing um, you know scraped content, reducing content just trying just to fool the search engine, <clears throat> and uh, trying to get the most relevant and most unique. Uh, source results from the, the single source of that of that content, um, and as you know, Panda was all about, or mostly about, getting content from the original source and making sure the original source was the one that's ranking for the content. It doesn't work perfectly, as you know. <clears throat> A lot of people are complaining about it, uh, but at the same time, it's really about getting sites that are just trying to go ahead and create search results in Google and not rank those sites, but rank results that are useful and uh and unique for the searchers so that's what the panda update's been about and a lot of the previous updates have been going towards that trend and like any of those big updates that google has done there's always been uh you know people who are who are hit that shouldn't be um so it's it's interesting to see the uh the take the rollout of this over time and as you know there's been i think uh two or three updates of this panda update over time and it will be interesting to see how many more updates google does and how that goes out over the future. Great. And, you know, and I, I have to say, in reading everything at the roundtable, and also uh, Rand had a pretty good whiteboard uh, Friday on it last week in terms of what you know what this means for SEO. Um, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head in terms of the you know the need for a greater user experience that Google's looking at, and they're looking at the site uh, for that. Um, I think that. You know, one of the things that I would uh, actually question Rand on, and I think he was probably doing it in a more general manner, uh, but one of the things he mentioned was that SEO needs to change fundamentally, and people have to now really focus in on uh, user experience as opposed to just optimizing. And and frankly, I think that that's a little bit... uh, (laughs) um, it's it's unfair because there's a lot of SEO practitioners out there that have been doing that for a long time, uh, for years now. Uh, people have followed the signals uh, through discussions that are featured at Roundtable and through uh, hints from Matt Cutts and, and, and others uh, on the Google quality team. So um, certainly those that have adopted a user-first kind of mentality or always remember the user kind of mentality in developing content as well as the overall site experience, I think that they're going to have have a good positive value as a result of, ta- uh, of Panda. But I got to tell you, Barry, um, from what I've seen recently, and I've done a couple recent um, competitive analyses where once I looked in the, um, in the space of like debt consolidation 
And then another time, uh, well, let's stick with dev consolidation. So what I'm seeing there is that there's still some sites that you can tell have been purely designed with SEO in mind, right? They have uh, a clear hierarchy trying to focus on specific keywords and then match with geographical, um, you know, modifiers for the keyword and then, and even a second tier geographical modifier. So let's say, you know, you're going after, um, you know, getting out of debt and then you then add Ohio or you add New York or you add New Jersey and then you after that you add Cleveland or you add uh, uh, Buffalo or you add Voorhees you know there's there's still a lot of that out there and, and it's concerning me that you know you mentioned that there's some that got thrown out that maybe shouldn't have uh, you know maybe a few babies with the bathwater but have you heard of the other side of it too where people are complaining that you know as, as much ballyhooed as this update is uh, that there's actually still a number of sites in there uh, that, that don't belong in there Oh, yeah, that's clear. I mean, if you look at the detailed threads of people who actually got hit, um, they their biggest excuse is, well, this other guy's doing it, and he's ranking well. So, I mean, of course, you see lots of cases of people doing that, getting away with it. Um, but it, what, what you've seen with this trend since Panda's been released, um, I think the first rollout was um, in February, then April, and then uh, May, and now obviously June 16th, I believe, <clears throat> and every single time, you don't really hear of recoveries. All you hear about more and more sites being hit. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, that's the case. I mean, you see more and more sites getting hit by this that they that weren't necessarily hit originally. And I think you're going to see still more of that, where sites that Google did not uh, capture in their first panda release, um, you know, get hit in, in the future and start to get weeded out more and more. Obviously, they're going to be those cases where sites never do get hit and. It's really hard to analyze until some sites actually recover and publish what they've done, and you can actually test those recoveries. But it's hard when Google's not doing a rolling update of this. They're just doing manual pushouts, so it's hard to tell. But, yeah, 100%, I, I've been seeing a lot of people complaining and saying, you know, I have hit, but my competitors are doing the same thing. Why are they getting away with it? And Google responds, don't worry about your competitors, but thank you for, the, you know, thank you for giving us this information so we can go ahead and improve Panda even more. So you're not really helping yourself. You're just hurting your competitors. So. Yeah. So is this another example, Barry, in your opinion, of Google really needing us to help them to really make things perfect? Because, I mean, if you look at what happened with JCPenney and Overstock earlier this year, it was as a result of some investigative reporters that they got clued into this kind of activity, and then they slapped, uh, you know, those organizations. Um, it sounds to me, from what you just said, that they need us to help them uh, police uh, uh, Panda. And, and you think that's true? And, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, clearly Google needed it for the link, paid links uh, you know, algorithm, which they still need, and they still have the paid link reports, and they have different reports, and they have manual human beings going around the internet looking for stuff that algorithms can't catch. Um, I wouldn't think they ever admit they need anybody else um, outside of Google themselves, uh, but at the same time, um, that's one of the reasons they start these, you know, open dialogues and threads where people could complain and they can get a lot of good information from that. So I don't think Google would admit they need it. Um, I don't know exactly how much they use it. The Google does promise they look at all the spam reports. The question is how much do they use that? I, a lot of people suspect that they don't use all the spam reports that much unless it's like a wide scale type of thing. Um, so I'm not really sure if, if um, I'd agree that they need um, SEOs to pretty much tell on other SEOs. In this case, at least. 
So, and that brings up really that, you know, you mentioned that they do have automated or actual human quality raters. And, and, and according to the information that I've learned around Panda is that, that that's a big thing is they're trying to automate the humans that are checking for, uh, you know, uh, useful content. And, and um, that being said, um, do you think that, and, and this is probably, uh, you know, it, it's just an opinion question, and I think there's been some news reports out there, but do you think that Google's really increased the number of human raters that they have on staff there over the past few years? I mean, they increased and, Or if you know and you can't share, then that's fine. I understand. Just say that. But uh, no, no, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know officially about that at all. Um, I the human there's like different things. They have human quality raters that are pretty much people around the world get paid. I don't even know if they're, I think they're consultants. I don't even think they're employees per se, um, and they get paid to pretty much rate results and find things that Google might have missed. Just basically quality assurance type of things for the search results. And they also have their Google Webmaster Trends Analysis team. A lot of them are based in Seattle, but they're across the world as well, um, that are actually employees that monitor the forums, monitor the blogs, and monitor and respond to Google Webmaster Tools issues and stuff like that. And they are more about, they, they actually help assign manual penalties, I think, but I think the people who actually implement the manual penalties themselves are people who are part of Matt's team the uh, search quality uh, team where they actually assign manual penalties. Um, so I don't think the Webmaster Tools or the Webmaster Trends Analysis themselves have the ability to hit that red button. They might. I think some of them might, but mostly I think it comes from the search quality team. And I don't think the human quality raters have any of that ability. All they do is pretty much help um, you know, Google try to figure out if they're improving quality or, or not and what that they're like those interns. are. But at the They're same time, like I, don't the remember, I don't know if you remember hearing about the, uh, um, basically it was a feature that rolled out that allowed Google to show you search results that were um, highly intelligent, medium intelligence, and low intelligence, I guess, education level. Was called exactly. hey, hey, Barry, let, let me stop you there for one minute because I'd love to get into that, but we do need to take a, a quick commercial break. Uh, so um, everyone, please stay tuned, and we'll be back uh, in, in just a few minutes with Barry Schwartz uh, from Rusty Brick and the Search Engine Roundtable. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. They are a part of an industry that makes tens of billions of dollars every year. People hang on to their every word of their business strategy, even the prepositions. These are the internet millionaires you have read about and whose secrets you would love to learn. They are the most inspiring and intriguing people in affiliate marketing. When I want to build relationships with the best and brightest minds in affiliate marketing amongst lush tropical surroundings, I come to AFCON 2011 Miami. AFCON 2011 Miami, October 13th through 15th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle in Miami, Florida. Register and learn more at AFCONEvents.com. AFFCONEvents.com. 
Come, my friends, to AFCON 2011 Miami. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. The Cyber Law and Business Report, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the SEO rock stars. This is Chris Boggs. Uh, Darren Babb's out today, uh, my co host. And then uh, we are fortunate to have as a co host and guest uh, Barry Schwartz from Rusty Brick and Search Engine Roundtable. Welcome back, Barry, and let's get right into it. You were talking about, before the break, uh, we were talking about Google quality rating, and uh, one of the things that you mentioned uh, was, uh, well, I'll let, I'll let you kind of uh, take off from there in terms of uh, some of the recent uh, things that Google have done to help sort of provide more parameters that can be rated. Sure. Um, in December, um, I looked it up, in December, Google launched something called a search filter called reading level, like sort by reading level. And it let you basically uh, basically filter out by basic, intermediate, advanced web results by reading level. And what's interesting is how Google came up with that. They came up with that by hiring teachers on the side to go ahead and rate different types of search results or web pages in the search results to say, is this an intermediate, is this a basic, is this an advanced type of reading level required to go ahead and read this content. And they've rated, I don't know how many, say tens of thousands of, of search results or web pages to go ahead and define that, and then Google use an algorithm based on that data set to then apply it across the web. So they look at the different words on the page and figure it out based on what the teachers rated content in a data set. Um, they back that out and figure it out based on those types of criteria how the rest of the web should actually be rated in terms of reading level. So that's how I think in terms of what the search quality 
um, raters do. They actually rate things, um, you know, and Google uses that data, the data that they pull out of those ratings to then improve the overall algorithm. But I don't think they do anything manual to the search results. I think the only people who have control to actually do anything manual to the search results would be the Google uh, search quality team. Okay, so this all goes into probably the machine learning type of process that Google's trying to establish. I know that uh, um, I saw somewhere that Bill Slosky had done a, a review of the guy named Panda that had actually been involved in a patent uh, that essentially was around machine learning, which is an extremely complex process of trying to teach a machine uh, based on a sample of human feedback uh, to make the same type of feedback uh, at content. Uh, so it sounds to me like a lot of that is, is, I mean, if you can get a strong enough sample of teachers and they all rate them fairly consistently in terms of what the reading level is, you could potentially teach a machine uh, to do that and thereby incorporate it in the algorithm. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Google's been working that way for close to a decade now, so I don't think that's anything new, to be honest. Sorry to stop you there. <laughs> well, it is nice when you have an unlimited technology budget, basically. Yeah. Uh, but what would seem probably really extremely advanced for others, you're right. I mean, there's probably some Googlers that could be chuckling about, oh, yeah, we've done that since 1999. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only way to build a, a growing and smart algorithm, especially with these rolling updates they've been doing since 2003. So you think about it, yeah, it's constantly learning, constantly improving. Um, and then... Google obviously tests that. With the Panda, they're doing it slowly. So, but with um, rolling updates, they do it constantly. Um, which brings me like one of the late, later posts that I've done to, on Panda was specifically about why doesn't Google go ahead and do webmaster notifications for people who, who are hit with actual Google Panda. I mean, you see all the time people going into the forum saying, my site's been hit by, hit by Panda, I don't know what to do, I have a great site, blah, blah, blah. In reality, they slapped on a no-index tag or something like that. And that's right. the reason they're not ranking. So I think... If Google's listening to this, they should really um, send out webmaster notifications via webmaster tools, not just for link buying or selling or for having HTML errors on your page or for updating a WordPress blog. They should also do it for saying you were impacted specifically for low-quality scraped content. Or why, stuff. Yeah, why not just use quality score, right, Barry? I mean, if they already have it as part of a standard rating system for every one of the ads in AdWords, it seems to me that they could incorporate some sort of a quality score uh, as related to Panda, your Panda quality or something. Right. I agree. I mean, just hopefully one day they'll release something. Like that. I, expect, I, I would think they would. I don't think the downside. I just don't know if they've released detailed quality score metrics. Maybe, maybe just an overall saying you were hit because of low-quality content or whatever it might be. That gives people a clue at least um, and something to work on That's as opposed to scratching their head not knowing what to do. Hey, great idea, Barry, because people, you're right, businessmen and their analysts and their interns are probably wasting countless hours freaking out about, out about Panda, and you had a perfect example. You know, somebody went in and did a code change, and they slapped in, uh, you know, a robot's text, uh, an improper robot's text file and blocked out an entire directory or whatever, you know, or they changed 
to a directory structure that was already in the robots text files being blocked out. I mean, there's always some, something like that that's in the background. And in the meantime, everyone's talking about Panda this, Panda that, and they're like, oh, I've been hit by Panda. So I think that's a great point. And, and I, you know, as you know, and, and often back when we did the search pulse, um, I could have maybe been considered to be like even a Google shill at times, although I was never paid by Google to say anything. I've always been very impressed by their technology and their methodology. So, uh, you know, and, and a lot of companies in Google's position would give us a lot less insight uh, than what they do in Google Webmaster Tools. Uh, but I do agree with you that this would be a very helpful one, um, you know, to just get people kind of tracking towards looking for the right thing instead of looking, uh, you know, just based on what the industry buzz is going on. Great. So tell me, Barry. Um, you know, we've had a great discussion about Panda here. Um, a lot of other stuff gets uh, regularly covered at the roundtable. Um, you know, uh, we, the Google just roll out Plus One, and there's a new Plus uh, Google Plus social network. So we really can't. There's not a lot to say about that yet because it literally happened yesterday. Uh, and Plus One is has uh, been out a little bit longer, but a lot of people seem to be having problems finding that. Um, I've seen a little bit of chatter in the industry recently back around standards as well as, you know, black hat SEO tactics or even gray hat SEO tactics not being appreciated. Just from an overall like weather report of sorts, Barry, do you think people in general are dissatisfied or satisfied or or maybe a little wary of the SEO industry as a result of, uh, you know, what happened with the, with the paid link stuff uh, and then with, uh, you know, some other, you know, pretty well-publicized attempts at uh, gaming the algorithm. What, what do you think, in general, as a barometer, if you were to do the Barry Schwartz weather report of SEO? Is it a dark and stormy day? Is it uh, kind of uh, business as usual? What are your thoughts on that? So I think people definitely know more about what's going on. They understand SEO at a higher level than they did, obviously, five years ago, even general business people, which is a good thing. At the same time, you know, things that being written up in JCPenney and Forbes and Overstock, what happened in the past, uh, this earlier this year, that doesn't help the industry. It makes the industry you, it look bad. But at the same time, more people understand what was going on. They understand people were um, trying to manipulate Google, um, not just the SEO industry per se. So it, it does give the industry a little bit of a black eye, but I think it's definitely more transparent and people understand the concepts behind how Google works, which is obviously a better thing for the SEO industry in, in a whole. And plus, we got ridden up in Dilbert. So having a Dilbert cartoon twice, two days in a row um, last week did help. I, I assume Brasco could go ahead and put that into the, um, I don't know, maybe put that into a uh, links to it in, in the actual web, uh, webcast. But it was pretty interesting. Just Google do, uh, Dilbert SEO and you'll find two cartoons talking about link spam and black hat SEO, which yeah. shows that people understand it, which is nice. And I actually read some article, I don't know if it was by Danny or someone or a tweet, or, but it led me back to the Google Doodle history. And I didn't, I found in 2002 that they had done a whole week that I had uh, probably just wasn't even aware of back then uh, and sort of had collaborated with, with Dilbert uh, for Google Doodles for an entire week. So anyone that wants to check that out, just go back to the Google Doodle page and they have the entire history way back to 2000 or whatever and click on 2002 and I think it's in the second quarter. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, 
Hey, Barry, we got to go. Um, I really appreciate your taking the time today to talk through uh, with us, Panda, as well as, you know, just your general thoughts on the industry. As always, uh, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're such a well-respected leader and rock star in the industry, so I'm sure everyone is going to uh, flock to this podcast and listen to it over and over again. So thanks for joining us, and I uh, hope to see you soon, Barry. Thanks for having me, and I'll speak to you soon. Everyone have a great day. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on SEO Rockstars. This is June 29th, 2011, and you're probably hearing this at a later date. Uh, hope to see you next time. This has been Chris Boggs, uh, and uh, hopefully next time my co-host, Bear, uh, not Barry, uh, my co-host Darren Babin will join us. Take care. Take care.